it's not the full menu. It's a snack-sized portion of chef Here's your host, Graham McLennan. Welcome to your Friday, and thanks very much for joining me here once again for chef I really do appreciate you spending time here with me. There are so many great podcasts out there. I know that because I listen to a lot of them, and I have trouble keeping up with the ones I'm currently listening to, let alone getting to other great-sounding podcasts that people are recommending to me. So all of that to say, I really do appreciate you tuning in and listening to this show. Today is going to be a pretty quick, short snack episode because, wow, has it been a busy week. If anybody happens to be wondering whether the three weeks before a wedding is the best time to start major renovations on your house, my views are still forming on this topic, but my provisional advice is do not do this. I'm sure it will all come together uh, soon, but... Wow, yes, lots of disruption lately. Even the cat is seeming a bit stressed, and he spends most of his life eating or asleep. I kind of envy him, actually. I really envy him, actually. Anyway, here is some great news. I did manage to connect with the podcasting, Vegas-loving chef Julian. We had a great talk last night, and that will be coming up soon on a full episode of Chef Demoni. I apologized uh, last night, and I'm doing it again today on the show to Chef Julian. We had so many technical difficulties. I don't know whether it was the Wi-Fi or the website or what exactly was going on, but it was difficult, but we got the interview done. Julian has to be one of the most patient people I've ever encountered. So, Chef, thank you again for working through all of those challenges with me to get that interview done. I think you are really going to like hearing from Julian. You know how some people just have great energy? Julian is absolutely one of those people. I can understand why he's been as successful as he has been as a chef and as a restaurant manager. He just connects to people. That's also the reason, part of the reason that so many people love his great podcast. It's it's hard to explain. I just felt better talking to the guy. And so I hope you will too. I'm looking forward to bringing that talk to you soon. I was joking during that interview with Julian that my long-suffering audience here might be tuning in to hear about chefs and food and restaurants, that sort of thing, which is what the podcast is about. But lately, you've been hearing mostly about Las Vegas. So, in an effort to bring you at least some non-Vegas content, I do have an interview lined up next week in Vancouver with a sommelier at one of the leading restaurants in Vancouver. I won't say more than that now, but I'm really looking forward to my talk with this person. I know very little about wine. I enjoy wine with food, but I always or almost always rely on the recommendations of other people, either friends who know a lot about wine or professional sommeliers. So it's always great when I get to talk to a som and learn what uh, she is recommending to her clients. So that will be coming up soon as well. Something else I'm working on these days, I realized that it has been more than 10 years since I bought a chef's knife. I've bought all sorts of other kitchen knives in the meantime, but for more than a decade, I've used the good old 210 millimeter, which is the 8-inch Western-style chef knife by the Japanese producer Mac. It's It's been a really great knife. It still is. It's stainless steel, which makes it really easy to maintain, and it does get really quite sharp when I take the time to actually use my whetstones to sharpen it. For those who might not know, the other basic option for steel for knife making is carbon steel. So stainless steel and carbon steel are the two big camps, I suppose. Now, there are endless variations and types within each of those categories. In the carbon category, you see mostly references to blue carbon and to white carbon steel. 
and then all sorts of different ratios and, and what goes into a particular knife maker's take on a steel that goes into the knife that turns up in your roll and, and in your kitchen. But the general benefit to carbon steel over stainless is that it's harder. So they talk about the, the Rockwell hardness rating or scale. Carbon knives tend to be uh, significantly harder than most stainless knives. And again, there's a range. So with proper sharpening, though, carbon knives become incredibly sharp, almost like razors. I've got a carbon steel veggie knife, the Nikiri-style knife, they call it, uh, among the Japanese knives. And it is amazingly sharp. It's a real pleasure to use, although I'm extra careful with it because if it gets close to your skin, it will nick you. It'll cut you. The downside to carbon is that it is definitely not stainless. Now, most of the blade, most of the carbon steel blade is going to be clad in another metal that does resist staining, but the exposed edge of the blade that you're actually cutting with is carbon, and that means you have to be really quite religious about keeping that dry. Otherwise, it will discolor really quickly, and eventually, and in not a long period of time, it will rust. So I'm leaning toward a stainless knife for my next chef's knife, but I haven't fully decided. If you've got any opinions, any knives that have worked particularly well for you, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. The current contenders on the stainless side are, and I'll put links in the show notes to these knives, there's the Masono UX10, and I'm looking at the 240 millimeter, which is a nine and a half inch blade, and that's kind of the standard for uh, chefs in restaurants. It's um, basically the standard commercial length of a chef's knife. Most home cooks I know use either a Santoku, which is uh, seven inches often, or a Western style chef knife at eight inches. Nine and a half seems to be the standard in the commercial kitchen. So Misono UX10 is one that I'm looking at, and the other is the Sakai Takeyuki Grand Chef line. They're both beautiful knives. Both of them have a right edge bias, which means that they are sharpened more on the right side than on the left. The Masono is about 70-30 in favor of the right-hand side, and the Grand Chef by Takeyuki apparently is almost a single bevel knife, which means virtually all of the sharpening is on the right-hand side. So that means they're only good for right-hand chefs and cooks. Uh, happily, I am one. Some, some knife makers actually do make left-handed models. But that is another thing I will have to consider. If I buy either of those knives, I'm going to have to learn how to sharpen them properly with that right edge bias. Anyway, again, any input, I would love to hear from you. I'll give you all my contact details at the end of this little mini episode. What else? I have been emailing back and forth with a lawyer in Las Vegas. This is Laura. I was connected to Laura by my friend Christy Totten of the Spicy Eyes podcast, and I've spoken of Spicy Eyes here often on Cheftimony. If you haven't checked it out yet, please do. I highly recommend it. I'm going to be speaking to Laura soon. We've been emailing and trying to find a date that works, and she is a wealth of knowledge on the food scene, both in Southern Nevada, which is basically Las Vegas. To me, it is Las Vegas because that's where I go. But Laura also lived in Reno for a while, in northern Nevada, and she is a craft beer enthusiast, so I'm really looking forward to getting her thoughts on the craft beer scene throughout Nevada. But speaking of Christy, I'm going to have to think about whether I can call her my friend, actually, because I think I am involved in my first ever social media feud. So far, it's only been on Instagram stories, so there's no permanent record of this feud, but here is the dispute in a nutshell. A few days ago, Christy posted in her stories asking the question, when you go out as a duo, as a pair, as a couple, do you sit across from each other or do you sit side by side? Now, Christy's position, and it seems to be pretty hard line, is 
that you must sit across from each other. The only acceptable exception to that is if you're in a bar. I'm going to take at least a slightly different view, and I've got two stories that I can think of that justify my opinion in my humble submission. One is just last night. My fiancé and I decided to stop at Cardero's, which is in Coal Harbor on the Water in Vancouver. We've done that a few times, and it's basically to get out of traffic. It's when we're leaving downtown and heading across the Lionsgate Bridge to the North Shore of Vancouver. Sometimes your choice is sit on Georgia Street in basically a parking lot full of cars, or drive a little bit north down toward the water, find a parking spot, and go to Cardero's and have a drink and a snack, and then continue on your way in about an hour. So that's what we did yesterday. We were seated on the lounge side, beautiful big leather couch, and so we sat side by side, which was great. Now, I suppose Christy would accept that as us availing ourselves of the bar exception to the sit-across rule. But the other example I have is from way more than a decade ago. I was in New York City with my then-girlfriend. We went to dinner at Jean-Georges, which is, of course, the fabulous three Michelin star wonderful restaurant. We were lucky because at the time I was in private practice and one of my colleagues, her brother, was, and I believe still is, the chef de cuisine at Jean-Georges. So she put in a good word with him. He made sure we got a great table and we were seated side by side, backs to the window, looking out at the beautiful restaurant room and looking out at everybody else. And it was just a fantastic experience. So based on those two experiences, I am an advocate for the side by side seating arrangement. Where do you stand on this highly controversial issue? Please let me know. I would love to hear from you, particularly if you're on the side by side camp. Anyway, that is all for today, except for a few more requests of you. Please subscribe to Cheftimony. I would really appreciate it, and it'll make things more convenient for you. It'll just show up in your podcast inbox on Friday morning. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or really wherever you, it is that you get your podcasts. As well, please take a minute to give a star rating to the show. It's really quick to give a five-star rating to the show. If you have a few more minutes, I would really appreciate a written review of Cheftimony. Those two things, ratings and reviews, really do help other people to discover the show. So if you're enjoying it, please take a minute and let other people know what you think of the show. I'd really appreciate that. As always, I love to hear from people. I'm open to hearing from you on any topic, whether that is how we should sit when we go out for dinner, which type of chef's knife I should consider buying. If there's a lawyer out there who's got a great connection to the culinary world that you think would make an interesting guest, please let me know. If there's a chef that you know or a chef that you know of that you would like to hear from, please let me know that too. I'd be happy to reach out to that person. Or if you know them, connect us. And I'd love to get in touch and talk to those people. Okay, that is all for this short snack-sized episode. Thanks as always for joining me. I'll see you next week right here on Chef Demone.